After years of bitter fighting between political parties, Britain has finally left the European Union. But what lies ahead? And will another nation leave? Dale Hurd reports from London. Britain's 47-year relationship with the European Union officially ended at 11 p.m. Friday night to shouts of jubilation by Brexit supporters. The party is over and Britain is out of the European Union. And now Brussels will be watching nervously to see if another European nation will follow Britain out the door. Italy, Poland, Denmark and Finland are all said to be unhappy with the European Union. But are they unhappy enough to leave? And Britain still has an 11-month transition period until 2021, before its last ties to the EU are cut. Brexit party leader Nigel Farage says he likes the way Boris Johnson is handling it so far. I mean, he's saying we won't have any jurisdiction from the European Court of Justice. Good. We're aiming for a Canada-style trade deal, which means the rest of our economy won't be bound by EU rules. Good. Uh, no regulatory alignment. Good. In fact, it's everything I've ever wanted. But there is a sense here that Britain has just stepped into the unknown, and those who opposed Brexit fear rough times ahead. Depressed, um, down, downbeaten. But Brexit supporters believe that for their great nation, the future just got brighter. Things are going to be tough in the beginning, but I think we're going to make it. It, it, it may take a year, may take a couple of years, but. You know what? It smells like freedom. CBN News senior international correspondent Dale Hurd joins us now from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Dale, I like that. It smells like freedom. So how are the people in Northern Ireland responding? Are they as excited as that man in London? Uh, no. Uh, they call it the Betrayal Act. So a, a big difference in reaction here among the unionists. They don't like it at all. And in the Stormont, they didn't approve it, in fact. They didn't approve the Brexit deal. They just sort of abstained. Um, they feel they're being sacrificed so that this deal will go through. They're going to be sort of a buffer zone, as it stands now, between Britain and the EU. And they'll still have some EU or all of the EU trade restrictions, as well as an open border with Ireland. They don't like that. Dale, explain to people, why did it take so long for the Brexit? After all, I, I know that Brits voted three and a half years ago to leave the European Union. Well, if folks are familiar with the, the kids game Monkey in the Middle, uh, Theresa May and Boris, John were the, Boris Johnson were the monkeys in the middle, and the European leaders and the British Parliament, uh, the elitists on both pieces of land who didn't like Brexit, kept playing keep away from the British Prime Minister. Theresa May was essentially not only sabotaged by Parliament, but by her own party. And, and uh, Boris Johnson put the fear into his own party and uh, as well as, you know, called those elections. And that's what finally pushed it through. But the establishment, I think, in Britain as well as in Europe, uh, they didn't like this and they tried to make it as painful as possible. Well, are they going to continue to make it painful? What are some of the troubles ahead in this 11-month transition period and then afterwards? Well, the biggest fear, I was talking to a Brexit leader, and they don't trust Boris Johnson. Nigel Farage, uh, you may have shown in my piece, was is out front saying, good so far, what Boris Johnson is saying. But uh, this Brexit, le Brexit leader was telling me they don't believe Boris Johnson is a true conservative. He's a pragmatist, and they're afraid that he's he may say good things about British independence, but that, you know, he may change his tune here 
midstream when he's negotiating with the Europeans. So uh, they're nervous that this may not turn out as well as they had hoped. They're just going to have to wait and see. And I know one of the big reasons that England left the EU was the EU stance on open borders and immigration. Uh, you mentioned other countries may follow the Great Britain lead. So which country might be next and why? You know, Italy, I think of Italy as the country that is the angriest at the European Union and where both the left and right don't like the European Union and the country's economy has suffered because it's been stuck on the euro and, uh, you know, would be a bumpy ride if it got off the euro initially, but th then being on a weaker currency, Italy would be allowed to recover. One of the most interesting nations that does not like the European Union is Finland. And I was there last fall, and I'm asking why does the happiest country in Europe, as it's called, not like the European Union? And I think it, they don't like being bossed around. That's another issue in a lot of these countries. You know, the EU started out as an economic program, a free trade zone, and now it's become, you know, this top-down system where countries have to accept EU laws, and a number of them don't like it. And what will this now mean, Dale, for relations between England and the United States? Hmm. Well, you know, actually, what, what, is going, what is happening right now, because Britain foolishly uh, wants to put in uh, their 5G network with Huawei, the Chinese company that's in bed with the Chinese military and has all kinds of backdoor uh, potential for Chinese eavesdropping. The U.S. has warned the British that if they do that, they're going to pull the free trade deal away. A lot of Americans may not be aware of this, but it's a big story in Britain uh, that this promised huge free trade deal uh, between the U.S. and Britain will be jeopardized if the British go ahead with this Huawei system. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Well, that will be interesting because I know President Trump is very much against Huawei uh, having open yeah. access to the U.S. market. Well, from yeah. Belfast, Northern Ireland, Dale Hurd, senior international correspondent, thanks for those insights. Thank you, Gary.